What's up, everyone? This is Brian Ward, host of the Data Podcast, the podcast show for dads, about dads, being dads. I'm super excited that you're here and for the guests that I have on the show today. But before we get to the interview, if you have not yet subscribed to my show, please make sure you smash that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Also, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. The link is in the show notes. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everyone. Thank you guys very much for joining me today. I'm excited for the musician that I have on my show today. His name's David Rosales. And, uh, you know, he's got a lot of great stories. Uh, got a new album coming out. And I want him to share a little bit about that. But more importantly, I wanted him to talk about his, his family and his kids. So, David, thank you very much for joining me on the show, brother. Yeah, man, it's an honor. Thank you. Um, yeah, for my list. Uh... For my listeners who may not know who you are, let's let's dive into a back history of David, how you kind of grew up and all that kind of stuff. And then obviously leading up to what you're doing today. And then sure. more importantly, about your family. Yeah, real quickly, uh, born and raised in Los Angeles, live in Orange County, went to school down in San Diego. So I'm a SoCal kid to the bone. Uh, first generation. Dad comes from Texas. Mom comes from North Dakota. Um, you know, uh, just grew up middle class kind of thing. Youngest of 10. And uh, came from a big family. And uh, so it was always kind of looking and checking out what my brothers and sisters were doing. And, uh, you know, so I was uh, shown, you know, all the good music, all the good movies, you know, way ahead of every, all my other peers and stuff. And uh, just kind of rubbed off and fell into music. So it was always sports and music when I was growing up. And, uh, you know, just kind of kept on that path. And, and uh, you know, so here we are. Years later, you know, a uh, beautiful wife and uh, two kids, uh, 10-year-old and a newly seven-year-old. So they're uh, elementary school and just finished dropping them off this morning, doing the dishes, doing the laundry, and uh, we're <laughs> rolling here, you know, so this is how we do it. <laughs> um, well, but, awesome. Uh, well, let's uh, let's dive into your music history a little bit. Um, yeah. You said it was always kind of a passion to you. I mean, how did you get started in it? You know, how'd that whole transition happen yeah I, I i you know i think uh my older brother i was six years older than me my next oldest brother he uh played bass in junior high and was in a band and uh, i was watching guns and roses videos on mtv and just you know motley crew and so that just looked cool to me and um you know so uh i just kind of fell right into it uh where i would you know my brother would leave for school and i would sneak into his room and strap on his yamaha white bass and pretend i was duff mckagan playing in front of you know buffalo stadium you know for the paradise city video or something and and that's really where it, it was just like this wow this is so cool those guys are cool slash is cool axel's cool you know james hetfield from metallica is cool those guys all just look like that is neat they look like bo jackson to me you know they just looked like the same kind of cool there was like a thing and um you know i got my grandfather in north dakota to send me out a, a guitar um he found it in a in a barn at a, like a barn sale type of thing. <laughs> you know, they don't have uh, yard sales there they're huge yards i guess they're barn sales but uh yeah so he sent it out to me and i started playing plucking around on that thing before i even knew what i was doing i was trying to make up songs and um you know it was always just this creative i've always been into art and photography you know uh music uh just the arts and then there is you know the sports like i said it's always been there too so it, just outlets you know um that i found that i you know i don't think i don't know if music came as naturally to me as, as sports did so it's something i definitely had to work on 
um, you know, the craft, everything like that. But, uh, and then just kind of grew up playing a junior high school dances and parties and stuff and, you know, skate punk bands and, um, you know, from junior high all the way through high school. And then, uh, when I was about 18, senior in high school after football season, um, you know, I, I was looking for something to do and found an ad in the recycler, just this old, you know, not old, it depends upon who you're talking to. Right. right. So that's a, yeah. You know, it's a classified section kind of thing that they don't have, uh, anymore. It's kind of like a Craigslist, but you know, in a paper form. And I was looking for other guys who wanted to play, uh, music. It was after I'd kind of sussed out and, and gone through the, you know, all my friends that could play and nobody was really like doing the type of music that I wanted to do at that time. Uh, I really kind of wanted to live that, that LA, you know, kind of thing you know uh that sunset boulevard you know just what i kind of envisioned dreamed you know the guns and roses thing at like 18 but you know i was still in calculus classes and stuff like this so it wasn't you know extreme where i was living on the streets or anything like that but it was senior year and uh found these guys who i thought were old at the time they were 25 to 30 years old and they acdc you know guns and roses all the kind of you know check you know check boxes uh and uh and went out and, and was playing with these guys. And, um, you know, I was like baby faced, you know, just try, you know, getting, getting a good education in, in the world of rock and roll. You know, my bass player was doing Coke next to me. It was like, Oh man, I got to wake up and I got this calculus test and, you know, but I just kind of wanted to, you know, get involved in, in the whole, you know, just be immersed in, uh, the world of music and what I thought was, was pretty cool at that time. And, uh, you know, I had a girlfriend, I, she wasn't, she was like 17, uh, went to like Immaculate Heart High School, you know, nice Christian or Catholic school and stuff like that. And she would come out and pretend she was our photographer. We'd play like places like the Coconut Teaser and the Martini Lounge, all these Hollywood places that I don't think are around anymore. And, um, and then I was going to Glendale College and uh, for two years, uh, figuring out what I want to do. I had an opportunity to go play football up at St. Mary's in uh, Moraga and uh, they were giving me like book money basically. And so I just was like, ah, that's not enough. I can't, I can't go do it. So I just stuck with music and I went to GCC and um, a good friend of mine came home from, uh, he transferred back like junior, I think it was sophomore year. And I'm like, Hey man, you're in town. He's like, yeah, you're still playing music. I said, yeah, I'm still playing music. And, um, and so we kind of hitched up together and uh formed a band that we were in for about 10 years or so called silent treatment and it was a hard rock band all the guys the same age but you know i was going to glendale college two other guys were going to school in la another guy was going to the drummer was going to cal poly san luis obispo and then i went down to university of san diego i eventually transferred so we would hit parties basically from san diego all the way up to san luis obispo we had a good route you know every weekend we'd go and um you know between our studies and stuff like that and uh and then, you know, we all moved into a warehouse together in Torrance, California. And it was basically, this was after, let, let me, <laughs> so graduated from USD, business major, got a nice internship over at Sony Pictures, worked my tail off that summer, lived on the floor at, over by UCLA, at a sublease, and, um, and uh, got a really good job coming out of college, you know, and uh, you know, my dad was stoked. Everybody was like, wow, he's on the up and up marketing. This is movies. This is, you know, this is LA. This is what you do. And, um, 
did that whole gig for you know a couple of years as anything does it wears off a little bit uh music was still going at the time i'd you know do the rounds of living in i was living in redondo beach at the time and uh came up to culver city and then after work i'd drive over to like pasadena um, area and uh, hit a rehearsal with my band and do that you know triangle for you know it was a year or two years and then we all decided to move in together like i said down in torrance and it was basically my <clears throat> my girlfriend at the time who's my wife now was like wait wait a second wait you're you're gonna live with these guys now like it's kind of working in reverse you know we had a nice apartment in, in redondo and it turned into a rock and roll fraternity house is what it turned into and uh I was the only one with like this, the nine to five job ish, you know, and uh, we would throw parties once a month for rent. Um, I lived in the control room with a triple pane glass. So at least when my drummer was playing in the other room, he couldn't hear him as well. Um, you know, but you, I separated a sheet, you know, with uh, the other guy that was sharing with me. And so you could hear and see everybody else's business that was going on when they had a lady friend over or whatever, what have you. And, uh, it was real, it was real, uh, <laughs> that was kind of like the rock and roll experience that we had, but it was, it was a true thing. We, we were sitting upstairs. Uh, I remember, and uh, we shared, there's like a Toyota or Mitsubishi plant across the street or something like that a corporate office. And there's like a, like a Korean tapas place or something. And uh, a fight broke out and we were up on the, the rooftop drinking some beers. And uh, this guy pulls out this golf club. I mean, it gets, it gets, you know, all, oh, wow. all crazy. Yeah, it was a pretty like it was a brawl, you know, <laughs> and and we're all sitting up there like drinking beers like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And uh, the cops, Torrance PD come by like maybe like an hour and a half after the last guy got himself up off the ground. And we were like, hey, we could have some parties here. And so we had, we had a party like once a month for rent. And because uh, the other guys were working, parking cars or doing whatever they could do. And um, yeah, and uh we would go on tour. I eventually left Sony pictures to pursue music. I, I saw, I took my boss's accounting report to, um, I, I put took my boss's, you know, expense report to accounting. And, uh, I heard these guys were probably my age now, you know, about 40, late thirties. And, um, and they were just saying how they hated their life. They're driving from Santa Clarita doing the soccer thing, doing, you know, they just were, you know, it was water cooler talk, but they were just like going on about how much, their life sucked. <laughs> and I was like, I see my life headed there. I don't want to do this. And, um, you know, and then I had to explain to my dad, you know, who came from first language of Spanish in Texas. Uh, you know, he grew up, uh, in the 1950s. Uh, he was born in 1932. So, um, you know, just before the fifties and such. And, um, you know, he was darker skin when Texas state football championship was still not allowed to eat at the same restaurants as the other white folks in his, uh, on his team, um, wasn't allowed to swim in the same swimming pools. You know, Mexicans were treated oftentimes worse than the blacks, uh, down in Texas. And so my dad came over, um, you know, uh, as a young man at the tail end of the Korean war, uh, was in camp Pendleton from Marine Corps. That's what brought him out here to California. Met my mom later on up in, uh, um, you know, dancing in Los Angeles in downtown and, um, you know, was a LA unified school district principal for many, many, many years. Uh, went to UCLA got his master's. I mean, so self-made came from nothing working in the cotton fields. And I'm telling my dad, Hey, I'm going to be leaving this nice corporate job with benefits. It's got a, a tra trajectory up 
you know, but I want to play music. Why, David, why do you want to do this? You know, I said, well, let me explain it to you like this, dad. So pretend I'm a minor league ball, baseball player and uh, you're traveling around. It's not the finest conditions, you know, maybe you get a, you know, a cup of hot coffee in the, in the, in the big show sometime. Um, maybe you come back down, you get, you know, pushed and pulled different ways and, uh, but you're never going to stop playing ball just because that's what you do. And at that time, I, 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 I realized that I was going to be a lifer, uh, playing music and I was going to make it work. And, uh, I found a way to make it work. My wife, my girlfriend at the time was very supportive, um, just in this decision. And, uh, once I kind of put it in those baseball terms, sports wise, my dad kind of got it, you know, and, um, he passed a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, but uh, I dedicated this new album to him. He, he said, David, this is your best work. He was so excited because it had some horns on it. Some, my dad grew up with a big band, kind of Benny Goodman stuff. And, and, you know, um, and so he was really excited about this new music and, um, and uh, it's been a long time coming. We recorded it right before the pandemic and um, we're just waiting for the right time to get out there and tour on it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of jumped, jumped around there a little bit, but that's kind of the, long and skinny yeah. of how music came about and uh anyways uh yeah so <laughs> well a, i mean that's a lot this, a lot in a little bit there <laughs> yeah you know but listen you took you took you took a risk you took a chance on yourself uh you you believed in in something that you wanted to pursue you believed in yourself uh you believed you can make it work and and things are starting to roll for you so that's awesome you guys are getting ready to go on tour right yeah we're get we're doing a doing a it's nice to get back on tour once the pandemic hit uh lockdown you know came i'm sure as you know uh being in california the lockdown came and like what was it march 13th of 2020 uh kids get handed their books hey we're not sure maybe a couple weeks you're going to be at home but we're going to give you your books and we'll go online for a little bit and you're going like okay in the in the when we were recording the album we could see you know, kind of coming across, you know, and you're looking at the numbers on Twitter, you get all freaked out. You're like, Oh my God, this is like a zombie apocalypse coming. You know, this is not sure. And, um, that Thursday we finished the album Friday, we go on lockdown. My wife though, in the morning said, Hey, you might want to run to Trader Joe's. I heard a lot of people, um, are going there stocking up all that kind of stuff. We weren't the whole toilet paper kind of thing, but I went over to, to Trader Joe's and uh, sounds silly thinking about that now. Like everybody was like toilet paper, but days, right. you know, but uh, yeah, we, uh, I went over to Trader Joe's and everybody's I'm going down the, the aisles and there's like not a lot, you know, and this is weird. <laughs> it's like, wow, it's, it's, it's uh, everything's kind of barren. And so I, I started grabbing some frozen chicken and some pasta and, you know, I was like, oh man, maybe I should, you know, so I kind of fell into that group mentality and then we just hunkered down, you know, had wine and, and watched Netflix for like a week and then <laughs> like everybody else. And, uh, and then I, um, I took my guitar and my uh, PA system out on my driveway. I live in a nice little suburban area in Huntington beach, uh, you know, where there's like not apartments, it's, you know, single dwelling homes and stuff. So told all my neighbors to come outside and we'll do you know, let's stop drinking alone. I'll, I'll play some music for you for a Friday night. And um, it was a nice thing that kind of brought everybody together. You know, everybody could sit in their driveway and stuff and they could have their wine and stuff. And that was that first weekend after and started. Uh, I said, this is, feels so good. I'll keep doing it until I go back on tour, you know, not thinking anything of it. 
And uh, 12, 12 weeks later, you know, I'm, I'm going down to other neighborhoods and doing this, you know, but I, I was doing it every Friday night in our neighborhood. That kept me going, you know, with just feeling good, feeling positive. Um, also, you know, keeping my chops solid, you know, but it was also giving back to, to everybody. And so that was the kind of touring I was doing for a long time was playing what I call driveway hops. And, um, you know, with, along with my foundation, we started running my foundation into it. Um, that's here local in orange County. It's a children's uh, charity. And, uh, so we started raising money. We were doing different, you know, we were running PEs to, uh, various, um, healthcare, uh, you know, places here, chalk and uh, St. Joe's and different things like this. We also were giving meaningful meals where we give, uh, food to the normally give food to the, to the children and such and mm-hmm. their families. But at this time we weren't able to do that. So what we did was we, um, we ran, uh, food to the, uh, you know, the ER nurses. And so we were helping out any way that we could. And, um, you know, we just saw an opportunity we just went for it. And you know, like, I, I saw an opportunity with, with, uh, touring around the neighborhoods, you know, it brought people up, could keep people as, physically distant as what they felt comfortable, but socially right. connected. I thought that was a huge thing because I don't know about you, man, but uh, wearing the masks was tough, not because you can breathe and that kind of stuff, but to see someone smile, to see their mm-hmm. mouth, it was a big thing. It, it affected me. Like I was like, wow, I, I didn't know how much uh, seeing somebody smile or their mouth move really affected me. And, um, and so seeing that kind of, uh, you know, joy in people's face, something that was normal at that time, you know, to, to see people just stoked to be outside and acting pretty normal when the whole world seemed like it was going in the toilet, you know, was a, was a, was a beautiful thing. And, um, I'm a fan of just seeing the light and everything for every, uh, I don't know what you think is horrible. There's always some light out of it. There's gotta be, you know? Um, yeah. And, uh, so yeah, so we, we did that touring for a bit, but I was like, yeah, this isn't, the way I want to release the album. I was playing the songs right. and people were really digging them. And um, I'm just, just sitting on the album waiting for an opportunity. And um, you know, my booking agent was like, now's the time, you know, I'm like, yeah, this is, this feels good. I feel like the world's, you know, opening up and uh, you know, cause we had a couple open up and close down, open up, close down, especially in California here. And, and, uh, and so, you know, we said, yeah, this is, this is about the time. And, uh, the album's called revive, which is a lyric from one of the songs. My producer actually, uh, who's a good friend of mine tours around with me as a drummer. He picked it out. Um, you know, he's like, this is just, you know, um, hold on. Uh, this guy scam likely is always calling me. <laughs> you always get that guy yeah. scam likely, man. I tell my, I tell my kids, I'm like, yeah, scam likely is calling. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, just, just, uh, it, it seems like the world's opening up, reviving. It just seems right. It's all about good vibes. And I believe about just putting that kind of good energy out in the world. There's too much negativity and people want to hear music that, takes them away a little bit that willing suspension of reality even if they're not feeling the greatest it uh music is a powerful thing i feel like it's the most powerful medium that there is um it takes you back to a time and a place and can just transport you somewhere mm-hmm. and um you know you see it all the time and folks that are you know very old with their alzheimer's and music takes them back to a they can remember things it, it triggers mm-hmm. a part in our brain that that is often overlooked and um 
but anyways, I digress, man. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I mean, you're right. I mean, I still hear songs today that, you know, back when I grew up and it reminds me of yeah. certain times of my events uh, in my life of events that took place. And uh, yeah. so you're right. Music does do that. Um, you know, kind of transitioning now with your kids is, uh, is music a part of their life? Is this something that maybe they want to pursue or are you, yeah, you know, you know well, we got music and sports. So, <laughs> you know, much, much the same with, uh, with yours as well. Sports are a pretty big part in my family as well. I just believe in all the character building and all the lessons in life that you can learn, even if you're not going to be a, like the chances are slim to be a major, major league baseball player, to be a, a you know, um, even slimmer for a, for a female to, to do anything professionally. Um, but they build character and that believe in the team aspect and, failing how to deal with failure but um so music and uh and sports so what i you know same same thing like what my parents did got me into youth sports real quick you know i just finished coaching my son my son's a uh, little league team you know coach coach pitch uh six and seven year olds i love dealing with the little guys and working on fundamentals but also having fun and my daughter um and son are big swimmers my daughter is a junior olympics kind of uh it's just she's always been a water baby and uh so she loves the water and uh so she does pretty well in that she's one of the top whatever you know young kids 10 year olds in, in uh, california and um and uh, so we got that but one thing that i wasn't privy to when i was younger i kind of had to seek it out myself much like surfing and skateboarding nobody really did that stuff in my family so i kind of went and and, and uh, went for it myself um, music. I had my older brother to look up to, but nobody else really, you know, my mom would tinker around on the piano, but, um, maybe took a lesson, I think one time. So what I wanted to do was get my kids solid on the piano because the piano is the most beautiful instrument. Everything's right in front of you. All of music is right there in those black and white keys. And I realized how important that is, whether, um, you want to be a singer or, or a, to understand music in general. Um, you hear music differently. Once you start playing music, um, you can pick out instruments. I just wanted them to have that experience and just be well-rounded. So I started them piano, um, uh, you know, and reading and all that kind of stuff. Um, I started them younger, um, you know, at my daughter was like four and she's mm. 10 now. So she, and she's working with a really good, um, instructor at a conservatory here in orange County. Um, I keep my kids, we keep, my wife and I keep our kids pretty busy and, uh, and my son, you know, he's taking lessons from me because I can kind of suss him up to a level and then he's going to go on, um, you know, to the same, uh, instructor that my, my daughter has and stuff. So I, I, and, uh, my son's always singing, you know, Disneyland, you know, humming Disneyland <laughs> songs and stuff. Cause they, we love Disneyland. We have that annual pass thing. And so we're always headed over there and, um, you know, my, uh, my daughter is not as verbal, but she, she is so focused, you know, and, uh, and totally has a work ethic, you know, and it shows with her swimming and such. So I just, I think it's important to be well-rounded. And so give a little bit of music, you know, a little bit of sports, um, let them have some free time, you know, let them be kids. And, um, but, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, you kind of make those, my kids have also traveled a lot more than I ever did. So you kind of make up for your own, you know, uh, see yeah. what you, your parents could have done better or you wish you had. So yeah, I gave them uh, piano lessons and, um, 
and ukuleles and cool stuff. They've been to Hawaii a couple of times. I mean, I wouldn't even dream of going to Hawaii when I was their age. And they've, right. my daughter's going on tour, you know, to Montreal and Quebec and, you know, just Boston, New York, all these kind of places. And, you know, we just went to North Dakota and Texas. That was like a big thing to go see family. And it was like, you know, uh, but uh, yeah, you just, you just kind of, I, I feel like you probably can uh, relate to that as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, well, let me ask you this. What kind of, you know, as a, as a musician, you know, you find yourself yeah. at times you're either stuck in the studio or you're mm-hmm. sitting down trying to write some music for the next album. That takes a lot of time and a lot of commitment, obviously. And then obviously yeah. you add on top of that touring. Um, there's a lot of yeah. time where you're not around time. the family. Yeah. You're not around with the family. What, I mean, what are some challenges that you, that, that you face as, you know, a musician? Yeah. Well, time is, you nail it, you know, time is precious. And I think you realize that the older you get, the more, more obligations and people that come into your life that take those things up and you realize, Oh man, I had, how did I complain that I had no time when I was 20? (laughs) Like, you know, um, you know, but, uh, I think you get better at managing your time and seeing what's most important. Um, I am in the studio a good bit. I do write, I write in concentrated bursts, you know, and, and when you get the inkling to do it, um, for example, they're at school right now. So I just dropped them off. I have this amount of time. I got to get my dentist appointment in. I got to get my workout in. I got to get all my business stuff. Cause I'm a, I'm a small business owner, you know, uh, you know, with, uh, with my own music, you know, I manage everything. Um, I have my, my booking agent that takes up the booking time that I used to sit there at a computer trying to get into, you know, a or B club, you know, in Philadelphia. And now she does it for me. Um, you know, I have a production manager that takes care of all the advancing, following up on the shows, getting the production details. Um, so you kind of, if you want to have time, you need to trust other people to do things for you. Um, and it's difficult at times because I'm a, I'm a pretty, uh, you know, uh, tight grip kind of, uh, you know, mm. this is, this is my baby. This is my thing, me you too. know? And so it's hard <laughs> to give up relinquish some responsibility but you have to um and trust people you know uh, you know i don't hit up you know newspapers and or you know any publications that's my publicity manager so um you know there, there's a couple uh, answers to this question you you concentrate your time you try and focus which i'm uh I'm horrible. My wife says I can put away my work when I, when I come home, I'm like, well, I'm always with my phone. I got to see what's going on. It's tough. That's a really, uh, you know, that's a hard thing for any parent. I think in today's age is to put down the phone um, and experience life with your kids as a really tough thing. And I am super guilty of being on my phone a lot more than what I wish I, I was. So I'm not perfect there. That's something that I always try and work on around them because they're starting to notice it. You know, they're like, dad, you're always on your phone, you know? And I'm like, well, I got to get this work done, you know? And, um, but then you realize what does it actually mean? Is this, is this going to, you know, somebody going to die if I don't answer this email? No, you know, um, when I'm out on tour, uh, touring is much different, you know, uh, thirties, forties than it, than it was when I was 20, you know, (laughs) uh, when I was 20 touring around with a rock and roll band, it was, uh, I was a lead singer. I had no responsibility. I was, uh, uh, you know, living, living that rock and roll, you know, 
and uh, I had people, my buddies in the band to take care of me. And, you know, I didn't have an amp to move, you know, and so they would, and, you know, I was selling merch and I was hanging out with the fans, you know? Right. And, uh, you know, and uh, I'd be gone for, you know, a month or month and a half, two months. And it wasn't, it wasn't a crazy big deal. I'd miss my girlfriend a lot, but um, now I tour and uh, you almost have to forget you have a family in a way, because I can easily see how guys turn to a bottle or they turn to whatever sort of something to get them over the edge of missing home, you know, mm. because now you have so many, so many things pulling. I'm missing this. I'm missing this first thing. I'm missing this, you know? Um, but you kind of have to forget that you have a family because it'll eat you up if you do. So you just got to really focus, You're focusing on your, on your music, on yourself. Um, it sounds like it's all pretty self-centered, but it's, it's not at all. It's, it's really tough to be on the road. Um, you know, I, I love adventuring. I have that great Norwegian Viking spirit in me, but I also have that homebody. And so those are the two kind of, uh, you know, balancing acts that I have to do. Um, you know, but, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, FaceTime is a great thing. It's a, it's right. a great invention <laughs> because I, you know, you can see people and you can see things that are going on. Um, the game changer app is a great app, you know, for the kids because you know, that live stream, the, the baseball games and these types of things. Um, and, uh, you know, thankful for technology, but also hated it at the same time. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, technology is a blessing in, in those types of things, especially when we have Absolutely. so many other things going on. I mean, our lives are so, it seems like our lives are so much busier now than they were when we were growing up. Right. Uh, but yeah. things are much easier now than when we were growing up. Um, so, yeah. I mean, so what I heard you say in there is, is learning to trust other people to handle things when things need to get done and yeah. scheduling, managing your time, finding a way to put it in your schedule, making things more of a priority and moving things around and to kind of fit your schedule and getting things done that you need to get done. And at the same time, devoting the time that you need to, to your family. Well, and I think you also, you got to find a good partner. I mean, that's, that's mm -hmm. the key. It's, it all starts with the wife. Uh, at this stage in the game, it all, it all, you know, uh, she's the real rock star. Um, my wife is, uh, in education and so she is super organized. Um, and you know, we kind of balance each other out on that. And, and, um, so it's, it's all about having the, that good partner. I uh, yeah. completely believe in that because I see a lot of guys that don't, and it's just like a wreck for them. Right. <laughs> it is, right. it's difficult, man. Yeah. 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 No, my wife's the so, same way. She's, she's, she's the queen of the house. So um, yeah. I hear you on that. Uh, let me ask you one more question. I'll let you go. Um, sure. If I were to ask your kids right now, just this may be a tough question <laughs> for you. It might be an easy question, but if I were to ask your kids right now, tell me something about your dad. What would you hope they'd say about you? Or what would I you hope they'd. What would you think they would say about you? <laughs> I, I know they would say my dad is fun. You know, uh, mom is the uh, mom. Just she's the scheduler. She she makes she creates the fun. But dad is the fun, you know, and um, man, I. Uh, it's the greatest movie you could ever be part of watching them grow up. Um, mm. And so I love being there for them. And uh, and I'm really aware that time goes by really fast and um, I'm not going to be able to hold my son in my arms, like pick him up, like so easily, you know, 
anymore. Um, <clears throat> they're not going to want to be around me. They're going to want to be teenagers and stuff soon. And, um, and so I just, uh, you know, I really try and make things fun for them because you know, life's life's too short, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, uh, it's just, yeah. So that is fun. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Life's short. I mean, I've got, I can hardly see them with me sitting here, but I got my yeah. two boys there. They were little. And then here they're taller than me. I mean, they're both six, three now. So, um, but yeah. it, it goes fast. So hang tight. Baby. Oh, absolutely. Tight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could, I mean, my older son's two years into a corporate job now working sales. And, and I can remember when he, you know, was a freshman in high school and it just seems like he went through high school and then through four years of college and then boom, he's already into, yeah. into the corporate world. So, um, it's yeah, tough, I man. Get, Cause you don't ever get that time back, you know, that no. time when they're little guys and, and, uh, you know, next thing you're going is like, Oh, when are we going to have some grandbabies or something <laughs> to get right. that time back? But it's, you know, uh, I love having kids because you get to, um, experience and understand you get to experience life full circle. You get to understand what your parents went through and you have a greater appreciation for your own parents. And, and you don't understand that until you have your own kids, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I, and I, I am so, um, you know, a lot of guys, in my band or, or just friends, they don't have kids and they, they just don't get it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, I, I love when you become a, a dad for the first time, and you walk around, you have a new awareness about you, you chemically change, you, 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 your priorities change like that, you know? Um, and, uh, you look at another dad and you just kind of go, yeah, you get it, man. You understand, <laughs> you know, there's like a brotherhood, you know, in a way. So it's, uh, it's, it's a cool thing. Man. Yeah. I I've said this since, since day one of doing this show in particular, but, uh, you know, you can never explain to a non-dad how what it's like to love a child mm-hmm. you can never explain that yeah. to to someone that's not a dad that the, the love is there's there's just no match for it it's unbelievable and the fact that uh you know these kids they grow up so fast and time does go fast it's important to to make note of the special moments and the events i mean a special moment could be a moment that you know, when my boys were little, they used to sit on the couch and love watching NASCAR with me. I can't get them to mm-hmm. watch NASCAR now, but they used to love watching NASCAR <laughs> with me. And, you know, those yeah. kind of moments are, 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 are cherished, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's for like, sure. Yeah. Um, well, let me ask you this. Cool. My listeners wanted to look you up, learn a little bit more about oh, you, yeah, maybe yeah. check out the album. Where can they do all that stuff? What's <clears> the best place? Yeah. Uh, David Rosales music.com. Everything's right there. So R-O-S-A-L-E-S. It that has all your music. social media links and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Everything right there. Yeah. So everything social media wise is David Rosales music, except for Twitter is D Rosales. I managed to get that a long time ago, but <laughs> um, yeah, man, it's, you know, and uh, usually my, the stuff that I put up is about my kids music or adventuring around. So that's what you're going to get for me. And um, you know, uh, this life is beautiful and uh um, it was an honor. It was a pleasure to, uh, to chat with you this morning. Thanks for letting me just regurgitate, just like throw up on yeah, you basically no. <laughs> my life, you know, and, um, and, uh, man, it's been, it's been a good jam and, uh, we'll, uh, hopefully grab some uh, breakfast sometime. That'd be nice. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much, David, for being on brother. I appreciate it. Uh, I know you got to run, but, uh, want to wish you all the best, uh, in your career, uh, and Thank wish you. you all the best on, on tour. Um, hopefully, uh, you and I will get a chance to, uh, link up, maybe break some bread together and, uh, 
you're going to be local too on, on some of those tour dates. I saw it. So yeah, I'm yeah. I'm going to be uh, here in, in Orange County and the record release will be in uh, July and uh, playing with the Counting Crows and doing a bunch of cool, cool stuff that, uh, you know, I, I get to take privilege in. So awesome. Well, I'm going to try to get out to one of your shows for sure. And then uh, hopefully you and I can link up. Um, be a so good again, date night. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so again, I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate you being on. Yeah, man. Uh, thank thank you guys right. very much for joining me on another episode of Dad Up. Thank you to my guest, David Rosales, for joining me. Make sure you guys are checking out his website where you can get all his music, his tour dates, everything that he's doing. Trust me, his social media links uh, are on there. And even in his Instagram, he shares a lot about his family and all that. So you'll get to know him on a real deep personal level if you check out his links. But make sure you guys go check out his, his, uh, his music. And uh, if you can check him out on tour, uh, please do that as well. But as always on the show, make sure you guys are subscribing to my YouTube channel and my links. Leave me a rating review. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to seeing you all on the next episode of Dad Up. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. Make sure you guys subscribe to my podcast and YouTube channel. And please do me a favor, leave a rating and a review. Would love to hear from you and see what you think of the show. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes each week. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Data Podcast. Mm-hmm.